Good evening, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's great. Your little intro there had a bit of a, there was a hint of a southern thing in it. I think <laughs> I, you have family in the south, right? You were visiting not too long ago. You you, you have like a, um, you pick up some southern yeah. accent in you. No, well, I mean, I have family that live in Tennessee, but they're not from there. They're from here. <laughs> right. Um, but they but they live there long enough, they'll get it too. I mean, it's Nashville. They're everybody there is from somewhere else, so they don't <laughs> half of them don't have accents anyway. I don't know. I always but. think Nashville is being like the south of the that in Georgia, Atlanta. Well, no, I guess to take it back, Atlanta is not very it's it is southern, but when you go there, it's different than what you think it is. Yeah, I think uh, that's it's a little hot. I think the um, the whole music nature of Nashville makes it more of a transient place, kind of like Bloomington is. Full of homeless people, transients. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean people who aren't from there, right? Right, like. You go through our our list of Bloomington friends, and aside from the Horaloviches, I guess I shouldn't have said their last name. Um, <laughs> I'm sure people know them by now, right? Yeah, that they're the only ones listening to this show, anyway. Um, <laughs> the like, almost none of our friends are from Bloomington. Like, uh, Pat is from Jasper. Um, right. You know, I was from up north. Right. Trotsky's from Terre Haute. Um, what about, are you from Terre Haute? Yep, I'm from Terre Haute. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Man, you're right. Are you from, are, yep. was your parent, are, parents always lived there? Is that where you're from, up in, like, like around no. the range? No, I'm from Illinois. What? Uh, Illinois? Yeah. Yep. Where in Illinois? Uh, North of Chicago. North of Chicago? You're up north there with the Chicago. cheese country? Almost, almost to Wisconsin, yeah. Uh, so you got cheese curds on the regular then? Yeah, so so the listener from not in the Midwest, if they're out in California or somewhere around there, can probably pick up just a little bit of Chicago Midwestern in my uh, in my accent because my dad grew up in the city, um, at least for part of it, and my mom grew up in the suburbs. But her parents, my grandparents, were from Iowa. They're oh. farmers. I mean, so. I, if I hadn't met your dad already and know what he looks like, I was just envisioning him being like, you know, the guy that played Norm, played the the Bears. He played the Bears, you know, when he did that way back in the 80s or something. He had that big mustache. Oh, Norm from Cheers? Norm from Cheers, yeah. Sorry, it should have been more specific. Okay. Yeah. You know, and he played the Bears guy. Like For some reason, <laughs> as soon as you said your dad worked in Chicago, I was like, your dad was the guy from the Bears thing. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you've met my dad. I have so. met your dad. So yeah. It's not, but all right. A little bit exciting. So why did they right, move right. to, to get a little personal here, why did they move to uh, Indiana? Um, well, we moved into the South first. Um, that's when we lived in North Carolina. Um, <laughs> I felt like we were just talking about that moments before, but that was a conversation I had with my coworkers this morning. We were talking mm-hmm. about schools closing in snowy weather um we lived on the border between north and south carolina for almost two years in 94 95 and then moved back up to or moved up to the northern indiana southern michigan area in 97 
Um, both of those moves were for my dad's job. He used to work for a major uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing company, uh, and they have plants in North Carolina and in Southern Michigan. Okay. So yeah. 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 And then, and now they're now they're they're dog breeders up. Yep. Northern Indiana, and there were they all. Were you guys always like? What's the term? Uh, ur- not urban. Urban is that the word? Urban? No, not urban. Rural. 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 Rural people. Um, in in Illinois, we lived in um a sort of quiet half retirement neighborhood mm-hmm. uh because we were on a lake, and in North Carolina, we lived in what was sort of a like ritzy country club kind of neighborhood which is only because that was the only place they could find a house that was big enough and it was you know real like out of date had a lot of problems so dad did a bunch of remodeling to it um so it was a it was a bargain and then uh the place where they are now is a 5 acre farm that they bought in early 1998 so it's been 20 years yeah ah. so it's yeah mostly it not for the first half but um, but they're happy out the first, there, isn't it? First sticks. third. Yeah. That's, they like the, uh, the quiet. Would you say that you're a rural guy or are you more of a small town <sighs> guy? A, you prefer like a big city? Yeah. I mean, I think I really like, there are a lot of things I really like about the Bloomington college town size place where you get. Some of the benefits of a small town, like a little more, um, like a smaller community, a mm-hmm. little more tight, but still more of the culture, food, and and all of that stuff of a bigger place, but without a lot of the downsides of a real, like massive city with yeah. all the crime and the. And the safety concerns. Yeah, but we, and, and to to shill Bloomington a little bit, we also are <laughs> only an, an hour away from Indianapolis, which is a pretty decent sized city that has lots of stuff going on there. Yeah, so a major we wanted airport. Our, and... Yeah, our major stuff. We can always you know go up north only an hour, and it's quick drive. Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty much the same. I like this size of a city, uh, although I it's hard to say. I mean, if it was just me by myself going somewhere, I without like family or things that I would I could see myself living in a loft somewhere in a downtown in the city in a yeah. city um, my my least favorite is the 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 suburbs which I know is <laughs> it's right where exact, I live <laughs> it's the exact neighborhood kind of neighborhood you live in yeah. but it's like you know in the in the pilot episode of the wonder years um the narrator says my parents moved uh and bought a house in the suburbs which if you don't know what the suburbs are it's a place that's a little bit like living in the country and a little bit living in, like living in the city, but with all the downsides of both and none of the upsides of either. That's <laughs> true. Um, because you end up with these neighborhoods with like ridiculously curved roads in an attempt to get people to drive slower, yeah. and there are no sidewalks in a lot of places. Um, you're describing my neighborhood, Dennis. <laughs> you're like... Like, you lose the privacy of being out in the country. So you've got neighbors all around you, but 
you still have to drive everywhere like you do if you lived out in the country. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, to my to my way of thinking, it's worse both worlds. The uh, um, suburbs have, have, has always been a choice for me in the last 20 years. Family because mm. it's it's it seems a very good family place. It's I know sure, when course. when picking places it's been like you're close enough to have kids running around where your kid my kids can go out and just mm-hmm. like randomly meet other kids, but but still have a, a home in your own space type stuff. As opposed to right. in a city you're sharing walls with people, <laughs> um, right? Which is that's too much. But then you know if you have a farm out in the country, you you can't have your kid walk three miles to go see if the neighbor kid can come up and play. Yeah, you have to be you have to be more active in uh in other activities and stuff, which is why yeah. um my uh my sister does a lot of theater stuff. And we've over the years various of I and my siblings have, have done different things. See I was I was gonna say that that I thought you were gonna say and... that's why you have eight kids and all your kids hang out together. <laughs> Uh, no, we, um, only my youngest sister was born in Indiana. Um, Andrew was born in North Carolina and the rest were all in Illinois. Oh man. That explains so much about Andrew. (laughs) Now I know. Oh man. It all comes together now. I'm going to have to like make a lot of apologize to him. Now you're in on the joke. (laughs) That's right. Poor guy. It answers so many things. (laughs) Oh man. So, so, uh, Hey, I got, I, I'm going to start off today with, uh, a bit of a confession. Some people take my confessional and my apologies right off. Some people who have saw the spoilers at the title of the episode today have found that I have finally been defeated in the, in the weekly challenges. (laughs) And, uh, this week I did not get to watch the show that I wanted to watch. I have a good reason. It's still not a good enough reason, but it's it's a reason. Um, okay. We we're supposed to watch this week's Netflix challenge was supposed to be um, the Christmas Prince 2. What's it called? What's the actual title of this? A Christmas Prince colon the Royal Wedding. Royal Wedding. And uh, so this is our first challenge where Dennis hands down has won. If you watched it, did you watch it? I did. Ah, yes. So Dennis wins. Dennis gets a one zero in the challenge record. It's it's the opposite of what usually happens. Like if we do a TV show and you're like, oh, yeah, there's this new show. It's got 11 episodes and we'll watch like three of them, maybe four. And then you'll you'll text me like Sunday night. Like, yeah, I watched the whole show. (laughs) Damn it. What the heck? Yeah. This one. This one was. uh, um it's been, I mean, super excuses of normal so that, you know, super busy work, super busy stuff. And then, sure. and then I actually thought that I would sit and watch, um, the first one with my daughter cause uh, she's, it's not really her thing, but I thought it'd be a kind of a Christmas age thing, whatever. Mm-hmm, We're trying mm-hmm. to watch Christmas stuff these days. And, uh, so I didn't want to watch the second one her without watching the first one there. So we watched the first one, which she was only kind of partially into. And she was like, <laughs> meh, reasonably so. Sure. And uh, so she was not really on board for watching the second one. Um, and that was Saturday, I want to say. Um, and then I was like, uh, I'm kind of behind. And I just, I just did drop my head. So anyway, I will watch it. We will discuss it. And we can do a dual challenge next week. And I will double watch this week. So Christmas, Christmas Prince Volume 2 is on my list for 
I should watch it tonight. I should just make myself watch it tonight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how can I miss out I, on such a gem I, of the holidays? I thought you were going to watch it with Sid. No, I was going to, but she the way she was. Like, oh, she didn't talking, like the first one. I see. She, I see. Yeah, I see. she was kind of talking on Sunday. She was like, she was. I think she was uh, placating me and just like, oh yeah, I'll watch mm. it with you, Dad. I'll watch just it. Just humoring you. you. Yeah, the second one, and then I think I got the feeling on Sunday after church that she was kind of like. I don't really wanna. I was like, Ugh, okay, I get it. Um, here's but, a yeah. here's a random suggestion recommendation. Has she seen that thing you do? No, I've not seen that thing you do. What? Hey, dude, I you know there's this poster thing we're thinking about doing. Is it on there? <laughs> I don't know actually. Ugh. Hey, so rolling into that, we've talked about. Did you link our poster to the to the show notes last time we talked about that? I did. Okay. I did, yep. That's just a nice little friendly reminder uh, to you out there listening. Uh, You should go out and buy that poster because Dennis and I bought it. And I I, I got mine in the mail this week. You got yours, right? You got yours already? Mm -hmm. It's on the wall. Yeah, they delivered mine to the front porch. Okay, I got a little bit of a weird delivery story here. (laughs) All the stuff from Black Friday have kind of been coming in, except for Think Geek, which I'm extremely upset about. Um. A week and they've not even shipped it or processed. Anyway, what did you did you get like a USS Enterprise pizza slicer or something? I thought about it. Don't make fun. They were out of stock. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, that's the truth. Uh, No, I I I almost bought Sydney a Slytherin uh, uh, Hogwarts blazer because not not Ravensclaw. No, I'm not gonna. You're getting me off topic here, but there there's uh, a Sydney. They have like Harry Potter club type thing at her school they have every year and she's done it for the last four or five years and they at the very first year they do sorting hats and she got sorted into slytherin so she has been and she's held on to that from year to year for the last five years and she's slytherin house um so she buys when she goes to like hot topic she'll go in there and look for slytherin earrings and slytherin ties and slytherin bows and Mm. so they have a they had a blazer that had the Hogwarts thing and the Slytherin, and it was very Harry right. Potter. Uh, but anyway, stepping back, my my uh, delivery stories was um, delivery story. Yeah, yes, the two is one that uh, I Sydney walked out the front door the other day because we don't usually go out the front door; we got the garage door, and sure. saw that there was our an Amazon box sitting out there. No one had knocked; they don't knock or do anything; just kind of drop it on the front porch. And it had been raining; it's been out there for five days, and it had rained and everything. Oh, so no. I'm really lucky that the, the poster did not get damaged at all. Okay, that's good. The box was like just wet piece of mush. Um, hmm. So I was really fortunate about that. Oh, and yeah, because it, it was like a box inside a box. I box recall. inside a box, right. Um, but my other one was that they this last week I was home. I was, maybe it was Saturday, and they I heard a knock, really loud knock, and it was like, whoa, what, what's going on with that? And for you... For you, you got listening. The, the ha, I have a bi-level home, and my gar- garage, a two-car garage, is kind of below my bedroom. Uh, and it, I had left my garage door open, and the FedEx guy decided to walk through my garage to my house inside door, leave the thing in my garage, and then pound on my inside door instead of going to the front door. I was like, hmm. and I was totally weirded out by that. I walked in, the, I walked out to my car, and sitting on my car in the garage <laughs> was my FedEx box. Hmm. I was like, "Whoa, freaky out!" So, if That's you're a funny. delivery person, I know you are listening to me right now. You're a delivery person. Don't do that. 
<laughs> well, if it's cool. raining, he wanted to get it in out of the rain. I don't know. No, it wasn't raining. He was just, oh, it's creepy. Anyway, uh, have you got all your Black Friday stuff in, all your holiday things, all your games or anything you had? I think so. I got my keyboard a few days ago, and at some point I'll have to, I don't know, I'd have to like take a video or something. The software has a um, has like an automatic feature set for certain games. Um, I guess I should back up a little bit. Uh, I got a Razer Chroma keyboard, and the Chroma means that the keys have full RGB LEDs under them. Oh, cool! Right, that's, that's uh, nice. My i've I've had the mouse version of that for a while, and I don't really care about it, but it's that's what they make now. You would have to go out of your way to get one that was just one color. Um, And my old keyboard was just green. And so this one's Chroma, and I plugged it in. Um, It doesn't work with uh, Heroes of the Storm, which is the game I play the most lately. Mm -hmm. But it does does work with, um, yeah, it does work with (laughs) um, Divinity 2. Oh, nice. And I noticed it on the mouse when I was playing last week before my new keyboard came in that the mouse would like flash red when stuff was happening. And I'm like, what is going on here? It's a little bit like the PlayStation 4 controller. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, One of the things that it does is, um, which is completely pointless. It's just, it's like cool, but dumb in a way. Um, The keyboard will go dark and light red from left to right while the loading bar is going on the screen. And I'm like, okay, but I can see the loading bar because the screen is right there. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's pointless, but still kind of cool. Yeah, my, on, on my new mouse, it has like three different color settings. I mean, it's got a ton of color settings, but like three areas on the mouse that you can change colors and settings and pulses and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I had that Corsair mouse for a while. And I'm like, my hand is on the mouse 90% of the time. I never see <laughs> any of the... It's cool yeah. to do, do that, but yeah. I don't know. I, I will say, on as the keyboards go, I, I still have a G15 Logitech keyboard that I've had for many years. And mm-hmm. it has the backlit keys. And I, I'll never go back to a non-backlit key thing. It's it's perfect. I mean, turn yeah. turn the lights off and it just it's so much easier. And on, it's great. Yeah, ne- Never will go back. Um, so I got, I got, uh, I spent some of my week watching some of my Black Friday purchases movies that I bought. And um, did you, um, did you have something more you wanted to say about the hundred movie poster? Uh, yeah, well, sure. That's what we started. I, I mean, it, so we got the hundred movie poster. Dennis is going to link it again this week. And, uh, we linked it last week. It's the, if you want to follow along, it's yeah. a really cool, like they call it a bucket list cause it's scratch off. And I've read online, this is for you. Are you a, are you a guitar guy? A little bit, Am yeah. I thinking of somebody else. I've read online that um, a good way to scratch those off is with a pick, a guitar oh, pick. Oh, yeah, I got lots of those. Okay. Um, because a coin is a little too hard and will damage the paper. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. That's good advice. That's the that's the, the reasoning there anyway. But anyway, it's a grid of 100 movies that are scratch off and you scratch them off as you watch them. If I were just doing this myself for fun, I would have already gone through and scratched off all the movies I've already seen. But because we're doing it for the show, 
Um, I'm holding off on that until we actually uh, go through the challenge. So we've not yet decided whether we're going to go in rows or columns. Probably in rows. But either way, um, starting the first show in 2019, uh, which will air on the 7th, January 7th, uh, the preceding week, we're going to watch the Shawshank Redemption. Um, and so I'll, we'll, we'll mention those shows every week. I'll make up a list and put it on the website. So if you don't want to buy the poster, you don't have to. Um, I think it's cool. So it is cool. If, and it's pretty inexpensive. I think it was like twenty some dollars, I think, but uh, yeah, it was like fifteen or sixteen. It's yeah, not it's, even it's, that. But if like really if you don't have a good place for it or whatever, you know. Um but we thought and it's, it would and be, it's completely subjective. You gotta gotta go into that. You can't see this like, oh, this is not the best one hundred list. Like it's if they have several of these little scratch off things and Dennis and I looked at several and this one was pretty had all pretty great movies in general, many that we hadn't even seen. So, so yeah, quite a few we've never seen and fairly obscure. There's a couple silent films and a couple anime. I mean, one of them Spirited Away, which I know we've both seen, but uh, right. be yeah, I mean, fun to see that again. It's it's kind of great to to look at some of these things. Uh, Libby had looked at a few of those with me, and, and she she would go, "Oh, it's got this." It was we just spent a little bit of time looking through them all, and there's mm-hmm. amazing how many that she would give me a hard time about that I hadn't seen. It's like, oh, I had not seen sure. this one. I had not seen this one. She look. I think there was like 20 minutes of her just looking sidelong at me, like you watched <laughs> movies, you like movies. So I'm like, hey, this is what I got it for. This is this is the thing. Yeah, it's the bucket list. So we're gonna watch these. I'll. I'll we'll we'll um whatever call them out every week the week before um we're mostly going to follow the ordering on the poster though um we might jump the schedule a little bit when those movies are showing at that uh uh theater in Franklin I think you yep. said it is oh yeah they're, 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 gonna show they're showing of some movies. of some of these old classics and so we might jump the schedule but uh we thought it would be fun for you the listener to play along with us and and send us in your your thoughts, your hot takes, or uh, whatever. If you see it for the first time, if you watch it again, which both of which will be the case for us on yeah. some of these. Um, but it, it'll be fun. I mean, it'll be great. And it, you can could, you could look advance at it and say, oh, I want to watch The Goonies. And it's a, I, I haven't seen that in a while. And, you know, The yeah. Professional, Leon The Professional, things like that. Mm-hmm. So there's so, it's just so many good ones on there. I mean, Snatch is on there. Snatch uh, is Amelie great. is on there. Amadeus, which I haven't seen since I was a little kid. Uh some, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready I, to start. With. I saw Amadeus, but I think it had, it had been out for a while when I saw it. And there's oh, some been, on yeah, here that I, I didn't watch it like in theaters. Or anything, but I, that know. I've always I've had on my list for a long time to see, but um, never got around to. Like Seven Samurai, mm-hmm. um, Reservoir uh, Dogs no, is on there, right? Because that's one I think that I've always kind of wanted so. to watch. But uh, no everyone talks for about old men. Things. Reservoir Dogs is on here. Um, so yeah, that'll be right. that'll be fun. But in the meantime, um, it's your week to pick our current challenge. Oh man, that we we didn't even get to talk about this, and we, I mean we didn't we didn't prepare for this at all. So I'm 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 on I'm off off the grid. Okay, let's do some Christmas stuff. We got to stick with our Christmas theme here. Yep, uh, yeah, this doesn't have to be a Netflix thing. We can we can find something uh, Netflix or Christmassy to watch. Um, Hmm. We can always talk about Charlie Brown and then Charlie Brown Christmas. 
for, for this, this Snoopy Christmas and stuff. Um, how do you feel about Christmas Chronicles? It's with one of my favorite actors. Christmas um, Chronicles? That's the uh, the new one from Netflix that's on. That's the uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, with, with Kurt Russell? Uh, yeah. I have not seen that. I I pitched it to my family, and uh, somebody was not interested in it. It said the trailer looked good, but the I don't remember what their what their uh, reservation was. But uh, yeah, it, I could watch it, that. It, it, it feels I can say after watching the first half, I think what we said, uh, I did not have not seen the rest of it. Was um, just like the Christmas Prince is to '90s romantic comedies. This is to '90s Christmas movies, mm, like so '90s kids. Like I, I got a heavy uh, the Santa Claus vibe. Yes, it's it's you know the '90s rom coms are more cor- even more corny than the Christmas Prince is. The, right. The, the '90s, you know, the, the Santa Claus is more corny than this one, but it still has its corny things. You know what I mean? It's yeah. So yeah. And, okay. So you go into it with that. Let, let's do that. It's a Christmas movie. Okay. It's Santa Claus. It's got Kurt Russell. Ho, ho, ho. So that's a Netflix original. Tell me the title again. It's called The Christmas Chronicles. Okay. Christmas that's Chronicles. A Netflix original. We'll with check Kurt that out. Kurt Russell as Santa Claus, and he is not a bowl full of jelly guy. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, um, okay with that. I'm good with that. Now I got to watch Christmas you... Prince and. Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, you're you're full up, and then we'll next week's podcast will will just be us talking about those two Christmas movies. Oh wait, can I change my mind? Can I not change my mind? How long do we have? What, what do we got here? We got do we have a couple weeks? I'll have one more pick, right? I think. I'll... Um, yeah, I think so. Like okay. the week week. I'm already. I'm, I'm pre picking something. I'm pre picking to watch Die Hard. Okay, we'll save that for like. I think your pick will be right around Christmas or something. I yeah, it'll be the seventeenth, and we'll and Christmas Eve is our recording time, which we probably won't. But we'll have changed on that somewhere. Out there. Yeah, I don't but think we're going to record on Christmas Eve, but we we can we could like try to catch Santa Claus, you know, stuff like that on the air. Sure, yeah, my, right. my family <laughs> would love that. But yeah, okay. So this this week we'll do Christmas Chronicles, but I'll pick my next one. Will be Die Hard because that is for me my teenage, definitely my teenage uh, um, Christmas show. Yeah, and that's one that if I have watched it all the way through, it's been 10, 15 years ago. So so good. So good. Yeah. Love it. Bruce Willis in his prime. Bruce all right. Um, why don't we now here in the kind of middle of the show uh, take a minute and talk about some good times. Good times. Well, I kind of wanted to hear the good, the good news, fella. I said fella. Did you hear me say fella? I said fella. <laughs> the, the the guy from uh, the the place that shall not be named that we're not copywriting infringing on at all. The the professor. Um, so what, good news. Uh, all right, what do we got? Let's saddle on up here, partner. Yeah, I don't see. I'm getting in on your southern twang, is what I'm doing here. I don't know what that's that's a western thing you're doing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Hey, where you got don't that judge from. me. You you areaist. You what's it called? Uh, regionalist you regionalist regionist regionist have you seen all of the trailers for uh toy story 4 oh no i watched the sneak preview and that's it is it feeling good they had two of them they had two of them before wreck it ralph 
uh, Ralph breaks the internet. But uh, oh. were, were, were well, they were they full of feels? I hear they're they're it's going to be like the a really heartfelt one. Um, kind of, and also a, a little bit funny. Uh, oh, and of course, those and then the one was the the one with the carnival toys uh, that you've probably seen. I've not. I just saw all I saw was the the, the teaser trailer, like coming in a little bit. There's going to be a trailer. That's all I saw. Oh man, you haven't seen either one. Well, you'll yeah, have to I, watch I those. Ca- I need to catch up on that. And well, so- Toy Story three like jerked my heart muscles all over the place. That one was so emotional. I don't really remember that one because I think I only saw it once. Where I saw the original hundreds of times. Sure. And so, yeah, Toy Story 3 had the part where they were like they were going to get melted in the big like they were at the dump and they were the big melting thing. Mm-hmm. And they were all going to and all of the the people were they were playing this huge like music that was, you know, swelling. And all of the people were hold the toys were holding hands so that they can go into it and closing their eyes. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ended with like uh, the boy giving giving them away, you know. OK. Right. And you're like, oh, you know, it's kind of yeah. it was a perfect ending to a, a trilogy of movies with the boys all grown up and gives the toys off to another little girl that you like during the show. So, sure. Yeah. Such a heart. Such a Pixar is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's things y- like Pixar that keeps me as a kid. I mean, it really does. Sure. Sure. Are you are you sometime this week going to go see Ralph Breaks the Internet? Yes. I, I, I hopefully will be able to watch it with my little good buddy, Lola. Um, and we'll, in Sydney, I'm crossing my fingers. That'll happen this weekend. Okay. We went and saw that last night. So once you see it, then we can talk about it. Definitely. I'm a huge fan of the first one. I think it was excellent. Yeah. It's a, it's a different, different sort of thing. My, 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 one of my favorite scenes is, is, um, my buddy and uh, one of the guests of the show, Bill, he grew up and his dad had a tapper. Tapper's machine. Mm. It's it's mm-hmm. a Budweiser Tapper's beer yeah. serving game, and he and I also used to play the crud out of Street Fighter, and in that one, um, there, the the arcade closes and it's Street Fighter playing, and all of a sudden it stops, and Ken and Ryu say, "Woo, that was a long day. You want to go get a drink at Tapper's?" He's like, "Yeah." And they, <laughs> so yeah, like, oh. they have that game at um, the arcade in Chicago yep. that I went to. Um, they have that Tapper game. Yeah, the there's two versions of that. By the way, there's there's Tapper, which you, everyone plays, and then there's Budweiser actually put it out first, and it was Budweiser branded Tappers. Like he was th- he was serving Buds. I think um, the Budweiser one is the one they have at the arcade I went to in Chicago. That one's awesome. That that one's really yeah. cool, and that's what he had in his his basement. Yeah, it's a very simple, neat little game. I was terrible at it, but <laughs> right, whatever. Um. And, okay. What, Rick and uh, Ralph too, next week. Right, next week. Um, good times. You uh, you got oh, anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I had, uh, I've been very busy this week. I mean, it's been extremely busy work to all the way late and then Sydney doing a lot of stuff and we've been going, 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 going. But I got to, fortunately by the, the stars aligned, something happened and uh, Libby got to come over and we got to watch Outlander, which... It's something that we had watched for for a while together, and um, mm-hmm. uh, we just—it's just, just kind of like you can't see it without the person that you're watching it with. So, and yeah. I really liked that show, and we were a little bit—we were oh, well over about three quarters of the way through that way, that one, and we so we sat down there and marathon the last four episodes, and uh, that was awesome. Yeah. It's a man—is that I, still 
Is there more than one season of that yet? Oh yeah, the season four is going on right now. So season four, four, yeah. Um, and I'm okay. So I'm, you've you've gotten through the finale of season one. Yes, and I watched yes. that with my dad. And after the finale of season one, we're like, yeah, I think I'm done with this. Yeah. So you saw the season one? Yeah. That's that's a rough. I can see it's how you rough. and your dad's like, I'm done. I'm done. It's rough. Like I watched Game of Thrones, but that was rough. Yeah, I, I was getting ready to mention that. I was like, you know, I. I would never have compared this to Game of Thrones until the back half of this season. And I was like, whoa, this is this is I mean, harder than season than Game of they Thrones. They didn't, does. you know, they didn't burn a little girl alive, but they it's pretty close. Right. What what they yeah. did to, to Reek was kind of a closest example. Yeah. And I, I thought it up into that point, the Reek the whole Reek stuff was one of the hardest, most difficult breaking of a person on TV ever. But I don't know. Outlander rivals it easily. So yeah, it, it felt excessive to me. Yeah, but. it was pretty excessive. So so I, I I finished that and it was really great. I'm really excited for the the next one. I mean, I, because I love the characters, the writing's really great. I'm a huge fan of the whole that era and sure. um, the, the whole Scottish Ronald Scottish Moore. And, thing. Yeah, I love all of everything about it. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to season two, three, four. I mean, I really and I'm I'm a sucker for some romance type stuff like that. I just don't sure. tell anybody, but you know, kind of. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a good show. So that yeah, definitely good times. I can't not say that that that's one. You know, it's silly that a show, but it's great. Sure. Uh, what about you? Good times. What do you got? Good feels, man. Anything going on? So uh, you finished your house? I heard right. Like you're getting ready to put yeah, on right, sale. Right. Um, well, something interesting happened to me Saturday. Um, I had an overall kind of a crappy day. A lot of little annoying things went wrong. Um, I, this is not I a good always, time so far. I always listen to, um, a podcast or an audiobook when I'm driving. And sometimes when I connect my phone to my car stereo, instead of playing the audiobook or podcast that I want, it will play the first song in my music library. Right. It's always like something starting with a yeah. everybody at some point has this problem. And yeah. uh, and so that was that was a frustration. I was painting a door on a set of sawhorses and I knocked over my can of paint oh, on the floor. Yes. Um, it was just a bunch of stupid little annoyances. But um, at one point Saturday afternoon, I was playing Heroes of the Storm. And, um, and I realized that without, without really being aware of it, I have in a small way become a better player in that game. Not a, not a more skilled player, not a more successful player, but a (laughs) better player. Okay. And so let, let me explain what I mean by that. Um, Every so often we talk about games, board games, video games, and the way that I and a lot of people have a a not great relationship with losing, with failure. Yeah. Uh, Right? Because if you're, uh, the the quote, and I heard this from Will Wheaton, but um, if you're playing a four-player game, a board game, and you're only having fun if you win, well then only one quarter, like 25% of the time statistically or of people are having fun. 
Yeah. And so right. you should figure out how to have fun just playing. Like whether I mean obviously you try That's to That's good advice. That's really but, good advice. But right. if you don't and and a more um uh um a more concrete version of that that I've that I've heard recently in the last year is to not make winning your goal because you don't have full control over whether or not you win right there are a lot of variables a lot of factors and you can't That's control debatable, all those but factors. okay sure <laughs> i mean you can't right you can't control what your opponents do you can't control how dice roll any of that sure. stuff sure sure um instead your goal should be to play the best that you can right it's the it's the Japanese anime thing of uh, do your best. Yeah. Um, which is a, you know, it's sort of a trope. But when you think about it, playing to the best of your ability is something you have control over. Right. right? It's, it's within your capability. So even if you lose, you can be satisfied that you did the best that you could. Yeah. Um, what happened to me was I was playing a series of games and um, we won a game, but... Right before we won, I overextended and got killed. It was late enough in the game that it was going to take me almost a full minute to respawn, and the game was going to be over before I uh, rezzed and made it back to the enemy side of the map. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't going to be able to like walk around close to their core, maybe hit a spray on the ground, or do any of the normal sort of victory taunting that uh <laughs> that people do that I like to do in that game. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, sort of whatever game gamesmanship kind of stuff. And uh and I said I said and and this this happens to me not a lot, but every so often um it's a game where I can win, like the team can win because it's a team game. The team can win and I can still feel bad. Right? Sure. I'm still frustrated. And I'm yeah. like, why am, I, why am I, because, because I screwed something up. And right. in this, in this particular match, I went in the chat in the group and I'm like, uh, I hate when I, uh, F something up right before a win, right before a win. Um, yeah. And, uh, one of the, one of the other random people on my team is like, he's like, eh, at least we won. I mean, it's text, so I don't know his tone, but, um, right, right. it's like, Yes. To him, and and so I, the, I just had a moment of clarity where I saw the situation and said, oh, this guy on my team only cares about winning. Right. Winning was his goal for that. Winning was his goal. At some level, subconsciously, my goal was not not just to win, but to play well. And, right. And screwing up and dying right before the win was me failing at that goal. Right. And and that's when I went, oh, maybe I'm... Okay, so I have the negative side of it. <laughs> I still haven't quite got a handle on, like, still being satisfied after a loss. That's, that's right. The, still still that's, winning that you... Right. The, like, that's the hard part, but... Winning even though you lost type uh, thing. Right, yeah. So I'm maybe halfway <laughs> halfway there. I, I, I have something similar that, that kind of happened to me throughout time in my life maybe 10 15 years ago as over time with mm -hmm. games is that i stopped realizing 
I stopped thinking of them as the end goal as being a thing. Like I, it, it's ruined games for me a lot of times is that I'm enjoying doing all the stuff of the game and playing what might be called the meta of the game or, you know, how do I get this superpower and how do I do this special thing? And then realizing, losing track of what the actual game is. Mm. And, you know, like, like th- then that makes it where I don't finish games and sure. I don't feel terrible about not finishing them because I, I used to stress with the fact that oh, I need to play this Final Fantasy three. So I, I got to get through it. I got to get through it. It's not I'm, I'm not succeeded unless I got through it. But right. now a lot of times I'll play games now. And as soon as I get done doing what I wanted to do, if the game's not done, that's not as big as a priority. It's like, no, OK, now I have to push through to to finish it. Um, yeah, I don't know if um, you mentioned uh, um Stardew Valley. Yes. And that's my my biggest problem with that game is that I appreciate the cycle of like do a bunch of stuff then go to bed. Yeah. Right? I appreciate the sort of addiction resistant nature of that mechanic. Yeah. There's a weird way to say that, but it's like daily quests or energy timers without <laughs> having the stupid energy timers that all mobile games have. Yeah. Um, the problem for me is I do a bunch of stuff in that game and then go to bed and I want to stop. I'm like, Oh, I finished the day I'm sleeping. Now I'm going to switch to another app and do something else. Yeah. And so yeah, that's it, where, it, that's where I am with Stardew Valley. I'm the exact It makes spot. it hard right for me to stick with that game because it's it's metered out in these day cycles. Yeah. Sydney for some reason she's on like year 2 at the end in winter. Like she's <laughs> hammering through it and plays it all the time and not all the time but she'll play it through and just keep going. And she, I thought like how do you get through so quick? She like she doesn't care about like optimizing anything. She she will oh. water her plants, get her stuff, sell her things and then if it's noon she'll go to sleep. Right. right? It's like I'm I've done what I wanted to do and then I don't care about doing any of the other things. I want to get tomorrow to do that thing again. Um but I I'm I'm at the point with that game exactly where you're saying where where um like I'll go to bed tonight, I'll load it up, I'll play one day, it'll go to bed and I'm like okay, time for me to go to bed. Like, it's <laughs> it's not even a 5 minute kind of type thing. It goes so quickly in that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, day, like if you go out and start chopping down trees and stuff on your farm like you'll be near exhaustion before noon. Yeah, so you're like, okay, and then I just go to go to bed, and then I'm like, that's that's it. I I close it up, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I like I like Stardew Valley. In it, it may be a good bite sized chunk game for me instead of a, a goal oriented game. I mean, you know I mean, it's it's better than anything we've seen on mobile for a long time. Which... I, I would agree, and and Sydney, Sydney, uh, she talks to me every once in a while, or a lot about it actually during. Uh, when she's going to school or, or during the day or during the evening, well, she'll have conversations about it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of that game that I don't even know about. There's a, there's so many hidden things and little things you can do with other stuff. Once you hit certain goals and points, I'm like, wow, I no idea what you're talking about. And like big <laughs> hidden stuff. So, which, so that makes me think that like, okay, if I actually put effort into it, it's not what I, they're just going to have a lot more things to go to at the end that I don't, didn't realize, but yeah, I, it's, you know, it's it's a good game. I I like Stardew Valley. For know, sure. It's like a eight buck game that's worth paying eight dollars for. So yeah, there's no there's no. Um, speaking of mobile games, uh, I know some of our friends have been trying uh, this new Star Trek one. Uh, I think it's called Fleet Commander. Have you had a chance yeah. to try that? 
I have it downloaded because I saw everybody talking about it, but I have not played it. I was I was actually sitting in getting my oil changed when I think it was you and maybe Aaron was mm-hmm. pe- posting pictures or something. And it was a Star Trek yeah. thing. And I was like, what is this wizardry? Um, <laughs> so I downloaded it. And then as soon as it was downloading, I saw it followed by the words MMO. And I was like, oh, no. What is this? <laughs> I mean, I like MMOs, but, oh, you know, it's like uh, mobile MMO sounds terrible. So did you load it up? Have you played it? I have a little bit. Um, I didn't okay. think about this until just now, but the last time that I played um, Star Trek Online, I had a moment where I was like, I was like, you know what? This game makes me sad because <laughs> they only had one shot at this. Like, nobody is ever going to make another Star Trek MMO. Yeah, that's it. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I, I was quote unquote wrong because this is a mobile MMO, Star Trek. Okay. Um, from what I've seen, it's uh, it's wait. A... Is it an MMORPG or is it an MMO something else? I think I think technically RPG because you're playing as a unseen sort of fleet commander, which is the name of the game. So I guess that's what it is. Like your your character doesn't do stuff, but you run a little more, a little more like RTS. Uh, a sort of position because you you start with a ship and a captain. I think you start with Sulu. The characters are all the characters from the Kelvin verse movies, okay. Christopher Pine and and all that. My ship and you're independent, right? So the the different factions are trying to recruit you. Um, okay. And you get these missions. They're just like uh, I think they're like you start out with like Rigelians or something that you basically just fly to and sh- and shoot down. It's a, it's a top down space uh, focus. So you see your ship from above okay. and it's 2d because three is complicated. on a board type thing. Okay. Uh, sort of like a space, you know, you fly out to where the other ship is and then you do combat and then you're done. And the, the combat is all automatic. So I haven't figured out what, if there's an actual game game underneath all of the normal, cause it has all of the normal mobile game stuff. Like you have a station and the station has a bunch of facilities inside that you can build and upgrade and collect. You have like Durasteel or something. And so you have a building that generates Durasteel and another building that holds it. And those both can be upgraded. Then you open boxes and the boxes have parts and currency and characters. Like I've gotten, Ugh. I've gotten uh, Sulu, um, Spock, and Uhura from the movies, and you get them again as cards or something. And if you get enough, then you can upgrade them, just like the, just like the guys in Clash Royale or any of those games. Loot boxes, Ugh. and so, yeah, that's like I I got to that point, and I was like, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, it's just it's a complete ruining for anything anymore. Is loot yeah. boxes? It's just well, it's terrible... not, it's it's not even that. It's just the like, it's like how many how many bars do I have to fill, right? And yeah. how how do I like when am I am I going to get to a point where oh my 
level 30 Spock is no good because I just unlocked a brand new, you know, mirror universe Spock. And now I've got to start collecting cards to upgrade him. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pass. Uh, that's a hard pass for me. I, there's so many games that are like that on mobile and, and it's, it, it does make me sad that you see something that looks promising. And then as soon as you start seeing that, you're like, Oh, all of a sudden it becomes the mechanic with a skin. All of a sudden you, you feel the skin. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, and you're like, oh man, this is this is Clash Royale, but with different graphics. And you know, or... you know there's there's an um, how do I want to say this? Like games very rarely do anything new. Video sure. video games and board games, like that's that's why our buddy Trotsky, who we describe as a neophile, is always in board in the board game world, always hunting down something new. Yeah. Um. And, most, and new is in new is in like new concept type thing. New new mechanics like yes. uh, to me one of the most recent things is is AEG's card crafting system where the cards are layered in sleeves and they're clear right so you modify the card as you play. Yeah, like uh, Mystic Veil. Vale. Mystic Veil, um, vale, love it. And you know, like when we played Gloomhaven, um, I watched a tutorial video and there were several times where I was like, oh, how are you going to keep track of this? That seems complicated. And then they would show how they implemented a system. They do the thing with the card, the modifier cards, instead of um, rolling a dice, rolling a die. Right? You're like, you attack, but your attack might miss. It might crit. It might do plus one or minus one. Yeah. And, And we were playing, and Andrew was like, why didn't they just do this with dice? I said, well, this way you can modify it. Yeah, right? you can. Yeah, you can't modify dice. Um, uh, there's some games you can. Sure. Um, and that's just one example. That game has like 12 mechanics and they're sure. all right. they're all mechanics that we've seen in other games, but they brought them all together for this game. Um, and so to take that back to video games and mobile games like um I play an RPG like I've been playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn and there are a lot of things in it that are just like uh, Assassin's Creed Origins or that are just like an MMO. Mm -hmm. Right? Like there's always a level. There are different ways of doing gear. Gear has different levels or different stats. Um, Well, Horizon Zero Dawn doesn't really have much gear. There's an outfit and the weapons. Can we, talk, can we talk about how good that game is, by the way? I I have really been enjoying that game. I last week bought I bought that game and I bought Divinity 2. And mm-hmm. I played Divinity 2 a couple times, but for the last week, I've been getting on every night and playing a couple hours of Horizon Zero Dawn. Um it like any game, there are there are things about it that I don't love. Um the day-night cycle is, like, it's realistic in a bad way, is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, right, Like, sure. you just randomly get to a point in the day cycle where it's dark. Like, it's just black dark. Right. And, right. and somehow that has several times happened when I am about to fight some new giant uh, machine. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, I'm going to use my Animus thing. And uh, it's not Animus. That's Assassin's Creed. 
uh, yeah. the focus and and tag it because the little UI things that say whether it has aggro on me or whatever are the only way that I know where it is to see the darn because right. it's just dark. It's so dark. Um, do you just turn up your gamma? What's what's you just turn it up a bit? I guess I could do that. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to mess with my TV settings. <laughs> um, no, like in the settings in the game. I think you can in the game. Yeah, yeah, I could. You know, um, what, a matter of fact, I want to say that I think back. I think that's one of the games where I did turn up the brightness, just because it's because you go down into caves and stuff a lot too. So yeah, it yeah, was just I, much I, easier for me to see the things. I should do that. That would that would probably help me out a lot. I mean, it washes it out a little bit, but it's you know, and it, exactly what the things you said. I mean, it's got the the. You know, the Uncanny Valley sort of character design where, like, you know that it's fake. Um, right. It, that stuff gets better every generation of – every new generation of games. But it's still not, like – every time you see Aloy talking, it's like um, you've seen her, you know, the way – the same way that she moves her head every time. Um, yeah. Although there was a pretty funny moment – did you get to uh, the Karja Capital Meridian? No, I don't believe okay. so. Okay, there's oh, wait, a no. I think I might have. Where, where is it? Where they have like a? Is it the place where she does the test, or is that later? Is it before then? Or can... no, she does the test at the um, at her people's city, uh, um, Mother's okay. Rest. Okay, yeah, I, I got past that area and, and not too much further. Okay, so. <laughs> um, Meridian is like the big town. At least it's the biggest town I've found so far. Um, it's the capital of the Karja, which are the different tribe of people. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, none of that's important. There's a there's a side quest you pick up from this guy who is like a, he's some kind of merchant. Like he's trying to find, um, he's trying to find some kind of machine or some kind of artifact, and he sent people to look for it, but they never came back. And he starts out this conversation um, being real, like, creepy. Yeah. He's like, oh, you could do this and this and and um, buy some, some better clothes. And she's like, what's wrong with my clothes? And uh, he's like, oh, nothing but a, you know, a woman that, a, a young woman that looks like the way that you do. And, and she, like, cuts him off. And he says oh, yeah. he says something about like well sculpted, and oh. and then like the the camera thing points back at at Aloy and she just like she just like barely makes a face. It's just like a passive kind of like um what excuse me kind of face. And she doesn't say anything. And then it jumps back to him, and he like blusters some more. And it was pretty funny. I laughed out loud at it. <laughs> He, that that uh, it's I like that. There's the acting, the writing in that game. I, acting, I guess you say it's the voice acting and it's voice acting, uh, yeah, right. And the and the uh, the story of it just kind of gets me out. Of it. And then it has the that's an EA game. I can't remember, right? Is any I can't remember what it is. It's, it's, um, they just I don't think so. It's it's a it's a big budget game. But they one of those ones where they with the big teams, the big stuff. So yeah, got triple A like. Triple A, that's right, and and those games have every system. I mean, you know, you you we talk about mobile games who have the oh, it's a card collecting game. Right. Well, <clears throat> in these Triple A games, 
they'll have card collecting games, then they'll have crafting systems, then they'll have weapon systems, and mm-hmm. then they'll have, you know, every kind of system in a game that you could possibly think of in it. Um, so that game had has a, a lot to it. I mean, not a, not too much. I guess I never felt it was too much, but. You know, you could play the, be playing the game and then all of a sudden feel like, oh, I want to go do all these million side quests and hunt these different things. And yeah. I, yeah, I, for sure. There's it, it has that same problem. I mean, problem, but whatever. It has that same problem that I had with um, Assassin's Creed Origins, which is part of why I sent it back, uh, Gamefly. Um, and... In a way, Shadow of War did this, but this has a more engaging main story than Shadow of War did. Um, And Shadow of War's side stuff was just endless. Like, in this game, it's a little bit more like a a normal, an older Assassin's Creed game where once I unlock a thing or find an ancient vessel, um, I don't know if you've done any of those yet. Yeah, yes. The ancient vessels. Um yeah. like it's done, it's crossed off the list. Um Shadow of War, because of their like ne- nemesis system, there were always new orc captains for me to go find. Like if I didn't sure. keep pushing it, it was like a endless uh an, an uphill battle. Um By the way, that, that turned me off on that game. Yeah, it was ex- a never ending orc exactly. thing that and, never in this game with. there's a lot of side stuff, but once I do it, it's done. Like the quests are there, but when I when I complete them, they're crossed off and I can keep moving yes. with the main story. That um, is why it kept me playing Spider Man all the time. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. You could you could go check off your checklist and get it done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um yeah. and one of the things that occurred to me, um, I don't remember what I was doing. One of, I guess I won't. I shouldn't say what the quest is if because so yeah, I'll spoil the story for you. But um, I appreciate the the main character, the the player, the you know the character you're playing as because yeah. she is just so. Um, she, I mean, this is a weird thing to say, but she just seems like a genuinely good person, right? We're like Aloy, is that her name? Yeah, Aloy. Aloy. In in Shadow of War, you're playing this like empty, hollow kind of hybrid thing because you're a ranger combined with this wraith, this elf yep. wraith. And so like, what are you? It's just a weird sort of video game archetype. And I mean, if those you, are those are go ahead. And if you play an MMO, your character is just a generic hero. Right, you're like, yeah. oh, hero, but you can do whatever. Your story doesn't matter. Um, yeah. You know, I played for a while. I was playing, um, uh, what's it called, Uncharted Four. Yep. Yep. And you know, Nathan Drake is basically Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's not bad. Like he's a he's a good guy, but he's pretty. He's like chaotic good at best. Yeah, he, he's 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 a, for himself. He's mostly if, he's if mostly for is, himself. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. played. Did you play four in that series? Uh, no, it's upstairs. It's the, okay. the Eve's End. Yeah. Um, the 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 story starts with him retired, and his old buddy gets him in. Uh, well, it, it's 
well, I won't spoil it for you, but yeah. one of his old buddies get him in a, a hunt, you know, a search for something. Yeah. And um, he's married to the girl from one of the previous games. Okay. And he lies to her. He tells her that he's he's doing a dive for some shipwreck stuff, which is what he was doing as, as his sort of side job was salvage, ocean salvage. Yeah. And so he's, you know, going through these ruins, getting shot at by these gang guys, whatever, normal uncharted stuff. And he's lying to his wife about it whenever she calls. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is uh, like, I sort of understand, but it's not, you know, I don't really feel good about doing this. Where yeah. th- this this protagonist in Horizon Zero Dawn is just like, anybody asks her for help, and she does it. You know, she's like, yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, please, can you help? You know, my husband is an idiot and ran off and I'm worried for him. And she's like, I'll I'll see what I can, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. you know, see what I'll, I can do. It's I'll, not even to I'll, see what I can do. It's, it's uh, yeah, I'll go out and find him right now. Yeah, it, de- it depends on the situation and, you know, what she's not, you know, completely like foolish about stuff. But right. Um, right. it's just very, it's very positive and it's. And it's unusual for a game to have a female protagonist. I feel like, um, I mean, m- there's Metroid, but be be a paladin, you mean type type character? Yeah. Or I mean, or just yeah. in general, like so many video games have a male protagonist, right? Um, sure. Well, the the uh, and it's cool because yeah. she's um, she's strong in a in a female way, which is. Oh, right a weird thing to say i don't know if if that even makes any sense but right very she, often she, when people she, when people try to write strong female characters they just end up being like male characters that are women right does that no, make I sense do. like no, uh i, I do I'm, right i'm thinking she, of she, uh it's hard it's hard it's hard to explain with her because you've just got to play her and to see what, what that is i mean she's yeah just a, a strong character and she's female like, yeah, she's, she's not, like yeah. She's strong and she's competent, but not in a not in like a burly way. It plays into the mechanics yeah. of the game. I was trying to explain this to Andrew um and and contrast it with like a Batman like an Arkham game or uh or the Shadow of Mordor Shadow of War games because this game doesn't have a counter mechanic. Yeah. Assassin's Creed is that way too. Like most of these games, like, you run around, but if you get caught, you just kind of wait, and the guys will come at you one at a time, and if you hit triangle at the right time, you'll yeah. parry, counter, and stab them, and upgrade, or whatever. Yeah. Um, this game, if you if you get caught, if you fail at your stealth um, um, approach, you're going to have a rough time. Yeah. Um, right. And And so she's... You know, she's a survivor. She's strong and capable, but not in a, not in a direct confrontation. No, she's just a badass, like all around. Yeah, all the things she does, she's she's amazing. Yeah, the the uh, um that that game, her, her character kind of pulled me in, and and that character that you're describing, that character archetype, it's it's just my it's my favorite. And there's so many games. In the last 10, 15 years at least, that that's not the thing. It's like that's uh, taboo to write a character that's just a good person. 
Yeah. I mean, and I used to really get annoyed at the people who would, the writers who would complain about writing Superman. Like, it's hard to write such a good character all the time. He's just, you mm. know, Mr. Goody all the time. Like, you want, it's complex and deep, and that's the fun thing. And and I disagree. I think that, um, my, to go earlier, what we had said before with the uh, Outlander is that my favorite character is Jamie. Because, why? Because, you know what, when it comes down to it and he needs to lie, you know, like you need to lie because this is the, the socially accepted thing to do here. You just need to do this and make it work out for everybody and lie. And he's like, you just know that this guy can't do it. And he's doing it every scene. You're looking like he hates that he has to sit here and lie. Like if he was calling his wife to lie about that, he would hate it. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I like those care. I like those characters that, that, you know, even in a world where it's very difficult and every, it's much better sometimes to not be good, they're still good, and they and they will still hold on to that. Not stupidly so, but they will. You, you can tell that that's that's what they have to do, and they'll give up a lot. Yeah, because because you also don't want to. You don't want a character who is just a a fundamentalist, right? No, no, no. that's just you know an ass. Yeah, right. There's a difference between that those those paladins, but like the the good kind of you yeah know, you kind of things. And and there are there those are my favorite kind of characters, and I and I like them. I, it's funny. I always seek them out for in in games like RPGs. Those are my those are my main characters, the ones that are always pick the the paladin or the good guy, and right. then I'll pepper my party with these you know maybe more in, these interesting characters. There are times where I can I can appreciate the appeal of of a complex or a or a bad character like it can be more interesting um but for this game i don't know maybe because i've been playing you know my more recent games are uncharted shadow of war uh assassin's creed um or the uh divinity 2 um yeah yeah the, the little bit of that that i played i'm like you know what i i just i like this I like this character. She's cool. Yeah, and and speaking of divinity too, that that that's actually one where in the game there's nobody that's good. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's good. I mean, all of the characters that you can pick from, there's like six or seven of them. They're all have something bad with them, and they're not good people, and maybe they're not going towards good things. And most of the choices aren't in the game are not choosing between a good and a bad. It's always like lesser of two evil. When you're going for a quest and in the main storylines and everything, it's not, you know, oh, here's the good things you should do because these people are racist or these people are things. It's like, <laughs> okay, they're racist, but the people they're racist against are genuinely demonically evil people. Right. But, right. but they're being jerk racists. So you're like, what do I do here? Do you, you know, you're picking, you can't pick a side because they're all bad. Yeah. Yeah. And and that that is difficult for me to play because I don't I want to be able to pick like it's just my nature I want to pick the guy that's like I'm going to save the world and do the thing, as boring as that might be to some people, it's interesting to me. See um, to me, I have that option. Um, I guess I see both sides of it. To me, what's difficult about writing Superman is that he's invincible. Like ah, true, yeah, it, that's yeah. it's like it's like the the designated survivor thing. It's like you start your show with too big of a premise. Like you made your um, it's funny. I learned this lesson when I was in college and my buddies and I were doing, well, we were part of this, uh, online, uh, Star Trek role-playing thing. I'm sure I've talked about it before. It's mm -hmm. pen and paper sort of story. And 
um, people were just starting to make 3D graphics, and somebody had gotten us a copy of uh, 3D Studio Max, which is one of the yeah. big uh, 3D modeling programs. Huh? And <laughs> I went in and designed this starship with like 12 warp nacelles on it. <laughs> it was like okay. a giant. I what did I, I called it like a behemoth class juggernaut or something. It was just, just <laughs> a giant, <laughs> giant Federation warship, and uh, <laughs> and um, I you know posted. We were doing IRC chat, like I linked it, and one of the not even much older, like a, a year or two older guy, like the guy who. Uh, said I should said I should check out PHP and web development stuff, which was kind of uh, um, influence on my career, as it turned out. But right. um, he was like that, like you think that's cool, but it's not. I forget how <laughs> I forget how he said it. It was basically to that effect, and I was like, right. I was like, no way, it would be awesome because they could just wipe out the whole Romulan fleet in one salvo. Or something, right. and he's like, "That's boring." Uh, I I want to hear you say that in like your young Dennis voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like mean, the, I the was naive, like hey, everyone is so excited, you know. Yeah, I mean, we were in chat, so I don't know, but um, <laughs> it was all text. Like we didn't have voice comms or anything <laughs> right. back then, right? But in your mind, you were super cool about it, right? Right. I was like, I was like, oh, this would be so awesome. And he's like, how do you tell an interesting story? if your ship can can just beat every other ship yeah and i was like oh okay yeah yep I yeah when, when i when i d when i dm D D, that's exactly my that's my dming philosophy is that it has to be it has to be balanced so that you know you go in into a fight and you you think that you're powerful but you're just as powerful you know, right. what I mean? you're fighting a fight that's you could lose. You know, but people who play D and D and want to start at level twenty with all the all the gear and stuff, they're like, "Yeah, but I have a Vorpal sword plus twelve and a <laughs> blah 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 with my little glasses I'm sticking up on my nose." Like, yeah, it's it's not as fun. It's not a good story. It's not a good thing you can right. grow from, right? What do you call it? Jumping the shark is what you called it for the yeah, or right or something. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Star Trek role playing, if you guys like either of those things or preferably both you could check out our other yep. podcast uh klingons mm-hmm. and dragons over at klingonsdragons.com we're, we're we're doing that this week hopefully right if we get some i fox think happening. i think so if fox is available then we'll we'll have everybody it's been like six weeks since we played last so everyone will have forgotten all of the rules as if all, you, all, as if you guys knew the, any of the rules to begin with Say so we we know if we know a few of them, and then after the Jameson gets a little bit low, we forget all the rules. Yep. So, yep. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then it's just, Dennis. What I button do I push? What's mm-hmm, the button mm-hmm. that I push? Yeah. And I'm, then Twenty I'm, minutes of laughing. I've just okay. started editing uh, episode nine of the podcast, so that should be up in a couple weeks. It's going to be a nightmare of editing. So <laughs> it kind of is. The it's all yeah. everybody's out of sync, so I have to keep shuffling stuff around and like. Every time somebody coughs or clinks their glass on the table, In- intentionally, sometimes, right? Like so, sometimes, sometimes it's a good, uh, it's good comedic foley work to go with whatever terrible joke you guys are making. 
<laughs> yeah, so if you, if you like the Star Trek stuff, definitely it's a it's a fun little thing and if you just got to realize that there's a lot of a lot of inebriation happening there. Yeah, for so sure, for sure. It's super fun. Super fun. Go 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 check it out klingonsdragons.com. Yep. For sure. Okay, so so what 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 other big thing have we got going on this week? What's what's been going on in the news and the world of everything? Um well, uh I'm sure you heard George Bush Sr. passed away. Oh, sad face. Rest, I mean, rest in peace. we don't talk about politics on the show, but, but you know, a, a sitting president, I mean, I guess up until recently, you got to have respect for at least a little bit. And uh, it's, you know, it sucks. He was 94 years old. Wow. Yeah. Had, had, I, 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 I just good found run. out by a Google search today that um, he's older than Carter. Carter was president in the seventies. Wow. Yeah. So only by like three or four months, but still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That dude was pretty old when he be, when he finally became president. Uh, so just him and him and now well, he's gone now Carter. And then it goes to who's next on the, his son. That's alive. The most recent one of still living. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Clinton. Is Clinton older than, than George W. I assume so, but I honestly have no idea. Yeah. Wow, that's that it's, makes me feel that makes me feel old when you know guys were presidents when president when you were a teenager or a twenty something person is or the super super like eighties seventies and eighties year old people. So, ugh. I mean, you got to be you got to be at least thirty five, I think, to run, and they're to run. And they're usually much older than that. Much older. I mean, like, think President Trump is like seventies, yeah. Now, yeah, thirty-five. Can you? How how crazy would that be to have like a thirty-six-year-old guy running for president, like being taken seriously? I mean, I think what the heck? I think the youngest is still Kennedy, right? And he was, I think, in his forties. Yeah. Man, thirty-five-year-old. I mean that. It'd be something blow my mind. I think that some old old people we don't necessarily if, need in there. If our buddy Cogswell listened to this show, he would be yelling at us for our ignorance on these obscure That's okay. we're, obscure we're, minute we're watching, details. We're not talking the politics. He's just uh, you know hail to the uh, you know lost. He was a good soldier and a, a, a good good president. So it's uh, mm-hmm. whatever your politics might be, he's better than some of the things we have these days. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so what, what else? Hey, so I was going to, you brought up something earlier that's just to spend a little bit of time on, thought we'd ask about, it's kind of news-ish. Um, okay. Uh, this, there was, uh, how do I, how do I breach this subject uh, to get your, to, I want to pry your, your thoughts on this out. Okay. Internet fandom, I guess, is, is the topic here. Um the internet's got some weird people on it. It's got some good people. It really does. I mean, we've had a lot of, you know, you listener out there and now listening to our show and we hear things from you, from you and we get to participate in that. It's a good conversations and inspiring and, and whatnot. Then we have people who are, are on forums that are just full of vitriol and, and anger and want to lash out and honestly mm-hmm. at people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was an article that you had sent about one. Uh, I don't even know how to explain her. Like she's a cosplay girl or something. Oh, oh, this story. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, that that was found out that she was married and hiding it from people, and then her fans so, lost her, their minds. Sort sort of, yeah. Um, people familiar with this story will know who I'm talking about, but I won't. Um, the the specific details aren't really important. Um, so this yeah, woman is a to. is a cosplayer and um, sort of model, I guess. She does photo shoots yeah. and videos on social media, and then. Um, does twi- I mean, it's best if you think of her as just a model. Like I think she's just a model for a magazine. And she does Twitch streams, so I don't know if she plays games because that's also a a big thing. Um, streamers uh, in this in this day make a lot of money, um, especially attractive female streamers. But there are plenty of of guys that do it too. Um, sure. If, if they're entertaining in any way, um, you know, and people just you know. Our our generation and older paid for cable. The the millennials and the Gen Zs, uh, you know, pay for streamer. They support streamers. Yeah. Anyway, this um, this woman made all this content, and it was it was found out that she was married. And I don't know. The story is a little gray as to whether she like. I don't think she was lying about it. She just kept it secret because it and not even really didn't seem like it was that secret allegedly the information was public on her facebook page and stuff but um she didn't talk about it because it sort of hurt her brand as as far as what she was doing like it it wasn't conducive to the to this sort of flirty atmosphere um and yeah it came out and a lot of people were upset and i was like well if that was all it was, if like a bunch of people angry on Reddit or on a forums or Twitch chat, which from my experience is always terrible. Mm. Twitch chat, especially um, terrible. But there was a uh, a screenshotted private conversation between her and a guy who was, I think, a moderator on something. Her. Her, one of her streams, I think, is what it was. Yeah, I think like on her stream or something. So he was a guy who was watching the chat and the forums to deal with people being creepy or inappropriate and that kind of stuff. So he was engaged with her thing, her her yeah. whatever, um, right. her community, and was also a financial supporter of her streams right which is a thing people tip and and subscribe on twitch um people run patreons and and so this was a guy who was fairly involved with her um her community but had in his mind this idea that he that they had was forming a relationship that they were forming a relationship like in in the description, like in the conversation, he was like in shock that she was married and then described to her this scenario because he had posted a, a selfie and she had commented on it saying he looked cute and they they were she was going to be at a convention and he was going to be there. And so they were going to meet in person. Um, this, this is what he thought. This This is what he thought. And I think, you know. These uh, these models and and uh, I don't know what adjective to use, what uh, noun to use for them, but um, they go to these conventions and they meet fans like this is not an unusual thing. And especially if this guy was involved in her community, 
um, it was very likely that they were going to meet in re- in real life if they had not previously. Heretic, heretic. Um, this is all much more transparent than it was like when I was that age when I was in college. Um, right. 10, 15 years ago. Um, and... And he laid out this scenario where, like, they would meet and hang out and maybe after the convention they would go out for drinks and this and this. Like, he, you know, really believed that that he had a shot, as, as it were. And, um, you know, she was she was really nice and, you know, apologetic and kind, at least from this one interaction. You know, it was like, yeah, sorry, no, I'm... I'm already taken, but you know, you shouldn't feel bad about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, I, and, I and guess he, the, he eventually, he eventually got nasty toward the end. And, you know, in the wake of this, of this whole reveal and this whole thing, like she, she was on record on some of her, her, um, the videos that she made after this, you know, reacting to this in a kind of sarcastic, uh, way, like, oh, didn't you, didn't you hear any um I forget how how she worded it but it's like any woman that goes online and does any kind of con- content like this any guy that sees her is entitled to uh believe that he has a shot just it doesn't matter about your personalities or culture differences or marital status relationship status or a sexual orientation or any of that like if you go online you know and post photos like this, every guy is entitled to to believe this. And it's you know, it's, yeah. it's her sort of funny reaction to this this overreaction. But it's I don't know. It's one of those things that's hard for me to see because it's sort of it makes me think less of humanity in general. And it's a sort of bad habit I have of thinking ill of my fellow man, as it were. Yeah. And, uh, I it's it's weird about this subject and and how you laid out this one specific example is is sadly it's it's just one example i mean th- this yeah. stuff happens all the time and and i know we're talking about it now cuz this that was in in the the reddit sphere or the the online pop culture type type sphere but you know this has gone on for long times with movies and and any kind of celebrity whatsoever is that you know, people read about Madonna and they think that this is Madonna's perfect for them and they mm. just get totally go to all of her concerts and all of her things and they feel this entitlement type thing that, you know, I'm your biggest fan. I collect everything of you. And then they just have sure. this, you know, this expectation that somebody owes them something. And I mean, they owe them thanks maybe, but I guess it, it, what really bugs me is that about this thing is how people can look at something and not appreciate it for what it is and take it for more than what it is. Um, right. Like I, I enjoyed Carrie Fisher playing princess Leia. <laughs> she was awesome, but I never thought sure. I was going to date princess Leia. Right. Right. Or Carrie Fisher, or, yeah. you know, I really liked Harrison Ford and thought he was awesome and we could totally fly the millennium Falcon together. But you know what? I never thought I was going to be Han Solo's best buddy in real life. You know yeah, I mean? like, and, and I guess this is the sort of thing that has probably been going on for as long as there have been celebrities, right? Right. And, you know, before we had celebrities, we had things like royals and, 
aristocrats yeah, royals, and, right. and and stuff like that. But I think it just we see maybe we see more of it now just because there are more people or a combination of there's more people, there's more information flowing thanks to the internet. And yeah. this celebrity fan relationship has become more more complicated and potentially more um has become closer than it was say 50 years ago when you had you know some guy in his basement who was obsessed with an actress and like yeah. maybe he would try to find her and you know take you know stalker pictures from his bushes or something like that but it was so much harder without the internet for anything like that to even come to light like most often that guy would just you know live most of his life in his basement and maybe never get psychological help and nobody would right. ever hear about it um you're right i guess it kind of always has been a thing but it's it's i guess it's beyond me and i'm sure there's some kind of papers written about this now that we talk about it but it's just you know it's it is beyond me that that people can see someone else that they've never met never talked to as as no matter what you think of how great a person is or what you think they are or or you know what in this case in this specific case we're talking about here it, that people i think that the thing that bothered me the most is not necessarily the guy it's that everyone else was upset about it is is that everyone was, was upset that somebody else has an online persona or a different celebrity persona than their actual life? Right. I, I don't. Right. I, I don't see that that's a problem. I I don't expect Felicia Day to be any different than her online persona, but she probably is totally not like who she is. Right. Sure. It's, that's okay. Or you know, Dan TDM. He has his own online persona and that's great but in life he's probably just a totally different guy and he has to put the show on just to get viewers and yeah it's like when um you know like this this happens with actors when you see you know people who were child actors try to transition into adult roles and there's yeah there's blowback from the community that the kind of like oh you used to be so you know uh, wholesome, wholesome and and whatever and it's like they're an actor what you see them do is not their personality it's a it's an illusion yeah um, and and people have a hard time you're right people have a hard time getting this this it was it disseminating or dissociating or dissociating that from, from that or just that. yeah it's it's a it's a level of delusion right you you're confusing or maybe not confusing you i guess yeah confusing like confusing what is and isn't real um, right and i think to an extent it's exacerbated by the fact that a a youtube or a twitch streamer is is very different from a traditional celebrity right they in in the case of this guy and this and this model like they probably had a lot of direct conversation i mean maybe yeah. not in video but with direct messages and and stuff like that so it's not like he saw her videos and movies and got this idea in his head there was a kind of relationship in the same way that you would have maybe like on a dating app except 
she was not dating. She was, you know, creating content and, 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 uh, you know, accepting money for it. And like, he just completely misunderstood the nature of this, of this interaction of this quote unquote relationship. Right. And, and, and that, and that can happen, but it's, it's, it's all the other people that bother me. The ones Mm. that are, that are throwing up arms that didn't have the, the specific, any kind of relationship, but that were like, I went on to your stream and watched your stream or this believing that this is you. And now that I find out that it's not you, I am angry with you and I'm going to run you down. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's, it's it's seriously like people, I know Michael Douglas just, that was an interview like last week where he was talking about some guy, he said would come up to him and evidently he did some, a uh, movie where he was uh, a real life um, like Wall Street broker or something that was a bad guy that got put in jail and he'll get Wall Street people come up to him now and saying like, oh man, you were so awesome. You're the best. And he's like, dude, you're thinking of me of as a bad guy and that guy got put in jail. You know, it's like, that's not me. Right. Um, it's like the, so, um, it's like and the, they get upset. They're like, what do you mean? It's not, uh, yeah, whatever, you know? Yeah. It's like the, there's an interview with Jenna Fisher from the office uh, and somebody asked her, you know, they meet fans on the street. And she said, uh, she said, yeah, people come up to me and see, and they're like, they're like, oh, my God, Pam, I love you so much. And then they'll see, she'll be there with her husband. And and sometimes the fans will look at him and go, wait, you're not Jim. Right. And <laughs> the way the way Jenna Fisher tells this story, she's like, she's like, and and, and they get mad. They get real mad, like, like they're mad at her for dump, on dumping Jim. Jim or che- and my friend who who loves The Office sent me this, and I I messaged him back, and I'm like, you know, I get it. Real life kind of sucks most of the time. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I understand the appeal of of slipping into a fantasy where you believe that this made up world is the real world. I'm being facetious, but right. Uh, no. But I get it. Yeah, it's that exact kind of thing. It's like you don't have the ability to separate what's real and what isn't. Yeah. Well, I, I know that you listening out there are, are definitely not that kind of a person. <laughs> but Dennis and I, I think that, that for the most part, we, we're we in a fortunate kind of uh, way we do our podcast here and that, that we do expose a lot of ourselves and, and who we are in general. So... I guess I could see if things were intentionally trying to mislead people. We're generally um, we're generally just a little more well behaved here than we are in in real life. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, but so I, I guess I can see some people in some situations, and I don't know if this is the case in that one that you would this woman that you had mentioned, where it maybe she did intentionally lead people on as a very teasing, flirty way to make them that way to get money. Um, I, I could maybe see that as if like we were doing that, we were putting this different persona, but actually trying coming out and saying, this is really us and we're really your friends pay us money. Um, I could see how that could get people upset, I guess, to, to defend that. I, thought process, I guess, maybe. but it's really just, you know, it's like any other kind of entertainment, right? Like a guy, a guy who's playing video games and giving funny commentary on what he's doing is still putting on a persona that appeals to people that get people that in, that encourages people or that I'm going to say manipulates because that's the the bad word like but, but it, I, he's it, he's it, manipulating a, a different way. emotion right it's it's using humor instead of 
uh, you know, relationship or arousal, but it's still manipulating emotions to get money. It's the same. It's just in this case, because of whatever gender politics, like it's somehow nefarious. Oh, you know, if you think about it, a good example of this in, in that we've seen and is hugely popular is wrestling. I mean, wrestling is, yeah, they, they put out these total it's completely per- per- fake. personas. Yeah. Yeah. But they put out these personas that is supposed to be completely believable to who they are in everyday life. And I mean, even the cameras were supposedly show them at their houses. And there's a whole stories about these guys not breaking character forever. Um, mm. But when they, you know, meet the rock and, and person and he's this really nice kind of guy that just normal talks guy with intelligence he's not his wrestling persona it really throws him for a loop and yeah. i had i had some friends back in high school that met their wrestling heroes and they were completely turned off by it you know it's like he he wasn't like i thought he was at all right know? um which again that's that was back when there was still the question of wrestling being fake but <laughs> but it, but but still it's it's a that's the same kind of a situation is that these people are clearly pretending to be real life people that aren't them. Right. Um, right. So, and some people get caught up in it and could get really upset and, I don't know, attack wrestlers on the street because they are mad at them for doing X, Y, or Z. Oh man. Yeah. You're right. The humanity thing really does go down that rabbit hole, but not everybody is, not everybody is just, just the weird ones that we hear <laughs> once in a while about. Anyway, that's a weird topic to, to start about is I just wanted to hear some of those things about what you thought. Cause it's been on, my mind since I had read that thing, like how crazy that yeah, some people get emotionally attached to people they don't even really know. It's just kind of, yeah, it's kind of disturbing. Yeah. Well, well, Meg Ryan is supposedly marrying, um, uh, what's his name? The guy from Jack and Diane, um, Mellencamp, Mellencamp. So you know, I thought they were already was, married. Well, maybe they're already married, but he, he lives <laughs> here in Bloomington, in Bloomington and, yeah. um, since I, I watched all her shows when I was growing up and had the hugest crush on her, now I finally have a chance that she'll maybe be moving to Bloomington. And, oh, so and, you've and got I a should. chance. I've got a chance, right? You just, <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta pull her away from John Mellencamp. Yeah, the uh, multi-million dollar, three foot four singer, though. So, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, uh, anyway. That's crazy. All right. Well, we, we, we've been jabbered enough tonight on all this stuff and making sure we save lives out in the world with our speech bubbles, our thought bubbles. I think we did <laughs> with good, our, so. With our chat on the front porch. Our chats on the porch talking to each other. I think uh, everyone's safer in the world. Yeah, yeah. Than we were before. Well, listener, you have been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 67? Sixty-seven. Moving along, moving on up. Uh, if you have thoughts or comments or topic ideas or challenges, especially starting next year, um, after the new year, uh, we're going to be doing our poster. our bucket list one hundred movie challenge. That's going to take us about two years to get through, so should be fun. If you want to play along, watch those movies and send us your thoughts. Uh, you can email us front porchpod at gmail.com or head over to our website frontporchpodcast.com over there we got contact forms all that good stuff uh social media stuff that we don't use um you know something good about that poster that we that we talked about too is that it gives some of uh, gives you a chance to see what we're going to do in um 
in the future. So if you like, there's a show that you really like, you have some passionate things about because you really like it or whatever. I mean, like say Leon, the professional or even star Wars type thing. And then you can like, Oh, I can watch that show. Not the whole poster, but you can watch, no, that's coming up and right. watch that one. And then come back and listen to us boneheads talk about it. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Here, here are our ridiculous uh, hot takes. Um, I said the email, I said the thing, if you like movies and movie news, you could, you should check out our friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. Uh, should, not could, should, definitely should. You, you could and should check yes. them out. Uh, they're, they're entertaining and much more concise than we are. Uh, as right. previously mentioned, our other podcast, uh, KlingonsAndDragons.com, Star Trek role-playing, not safe for work. Um, I think Dennis takes off his shirt during if, that yeah. one, so not safe for work. I mean, so. it's, it's, it's still audio only, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, um, if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and while you're there, you leave us a review. That helps us out a lot. Thanks, as always, for joining us, and until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Good night. See you next time.